That was the last one. 41. This is 42. All right. Ding, da, ding, da, ding. Are we recording? Remember, you used to have to, like, play the song to, like, get hyped up. I still like to, but I can hear it in my head. You can play it. Play it. Get hyped up. You don't have a shot to drink. I have coffee. Welcome to Lisa Beats Your Meat, episode 42. Good morning, Jimmy. Good morning, Lisa. This is a, a morning show. Yes. It is March Madness week, and Jimmy and I, for the past... 10 years of work, <laughs> take a, a personal day today to go watch basketball games, but we figured we'd get in a podcast before we go to do that. So, Because apparently that's been really difficult to do lately. It has. We apologize. It's been, I think, longer than usual. We're trying gonna, to get one a week, but we're, we're we gonna went do, a week and a half. We're going to go, I think we should do one every, um, like 1.5 a week. 1.5 a week. You know? Like we should do one a couple days now from... Just, okay. Uh, just so that we have one waiting. It's just our. I don't know. Our lives get busy. We got a kid. I'm pregnant. And I think most people tune into these at the beginning of the work week. So, so I think not- a Sunday target would be nice. Okay. And maybe a midweek. All right. Well, that's what we'll try to do. Yeah, By sorry. fifty, we're gonna have a perfect schedule. This is forty-two. By fifty, we're gonna reinvent everything. Okay. Okay, whatever. Um, so starting with something that we're not having to reinvent, uh, let's go over our food that we've had for the week. I'm still working on those pantry meals because I didn't really do it last week, and I spent a lot of money at the grocery store this week. Um, what did we eat this week? We just had some chickpeas, um, some Vindaloo chickpeas. So I don't know. I got mixed thoughts on this. I thought it would be like a really awesome um, dish, but it didn't really turn out that. And that's just because I like my own um, sauce or spice mixture better. But I bought like some pre-made, it's called Vindaloo sauce. It's like a curry sauce. It's like an Indian. It's all right, but it wasn't like amazing. Yeah, but on the go. It was. It was on the go. Like easier meal to prepare I, I just like sauteed some veggies and um like i think i put like potatoes and onions and chickpeas together and then put this sauce in it and let it like stew for like 30 minutes and it was good and i don't know it was tasty but it just wasn't mine you know i'm not down with semi homemade cooking i'm into all homemade cooking so well that's not the case for everyone yeah but i mean i guess it was a good like me it was a good um fast easy vegan meal like if you go to the international aisle at your grocery store which every grocery store has it there's pre-made sauces um and i use the indian flavors you got to make sure they don't have any dairy in them because some of them like buttered curry uh has or it's like buttered chicken sauce or something doesn't have chicken (laughs) in it but it has (laughs) butter in it so you got to watch that but this one i mean it was just it was like all the ingredients i knew what they were so i felt like it was okay it just wasn't as tasty as my standards because i'm a huge snob when it comes to food um but that was okay you know what i made that's not plant-based and not good for us at all that we've just been smashing like all day long I don't remember. You've knowing you cannot really recognize. Oh, <laughs> cake pops. Yeah, yeah. So I made um, some cake pops because it's Bob's birthday is coming up, and I was trying to get ahead of the game, and I thought that I would make some cake pops and freeze them. Um, but they don't; they're not that pretty, and so I didn't feel like they were up to um, my standards. So I'm not using them, but they taste really good. 
They're mm. really not good for you, you know, but it's cool. The other day, actually, I made some cupcakes for your birthday. Yeah, the peanut butter cupcakes. Yeah, and our neighbor um, was like, oh, I think he's like new to vegan. And he was like, these are vegan. These are healthy. That's like, always the the no, assumption. Oh, this must be healthy. I was like, no, 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 it's not healthy at all. But um, I don't know. So that's been some food. I don't know. My mind's a blank. I think I'm really into being pregnant lately, so I'm not not really functioning. Um, yeah. I wanted to, I was looking on my phone. I know you felt like I was distracting you. You were you were just um, like on Instagram. No, I was trying to find that picture of the juice at school. Some kid brought me this juice and it came in like it looked like a milk carton. Mm-hmm. And he was like, This is what is this nasty crap, Murray? How'd this get into our school? And I thought it was strawberry milk and I was like, Yeah, that is nasty crap. I'm like, that's gonna kill you. I can't. Im- I, I want to see how much sugar's in that. And he handed it to me, and it was called Dragon Juice, and it was, it was like a fruit juice, right? Yeah, it was a hundred percent juice, no added sugar. Had kale, had sweet potatoes in it, it, had all sorts of vegetables, and then dragon fruit. Mm-hmm. I guess was what made it taste like Kool Aid. It just tasted like Kool Aid. It was awesome. Hey, do you know why that is? Because of because of our podcast about lunch. No, because sugar or because fruits are sweet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they can. If you just eat a fruit, it tastes sweet, and you know, that's all you need. Well, it was really good, and they liked it. Now, like a kid brings me one every day, do you and I'm drink like, them? I do, but then I'm like, you should probably drink this. Yeah, because they have like three chocolate milks and one of these, because they know I like them. But yeah, uh, it's the, I don't know where it came from. I do want to look more into that, but mm-hmm. that's a p- very positive thing that. That is positive. Um, I didn't think would ever happen. Somebody somewhere, I mean, beyond just let's give them some apple juice yeah, full that was of very sugar. Thought out. Yeah, this is thought out. Has absolutely no added sugar in it. So that's good. Um, good things are coming. Good things. Um, good things coming out. They can wash down their. Uh, they get. It looks like a corn dog, but it's a sausage wrapped in pancake yeah. on a stick. <laughs> but it's actually not. It's probably just a corn dog. That they're like, this is a sausage wrapped in a pancake. <laughs> yeah. But it's like probably just a corn dog. One, they don't know. It's last week's corn dogs. Yeah, they're just like dipping it in maple syrup. And they're like, oh, delicious. I don't know. Um, but schools. So we, Jimmy and I, we'll get to the point here. But Jimmy and I both work at schools. And I wanted to make a little point. I don't like to get political at all. I'm actually like, I don't know. I guess this podcast is somewhat political, but not really. Um, there's just been a lot of talk about guns in schools and gun control and laws and all this um, really debated subjects about gun control. And I just want to put it into perspective a little bit. Uh-oh. Yeah. I didn't know we were going here. Well, let's just just first go with me. Is that um, gun deaths, how, they are on the rise slightly, like by 2 to 3% since like 2016. There's... The um, reports vary between 30 and 40,000. So around 30 and 40,000 people were killed in 2017 from gun-related deaths. Of that, two-thirds are suicides. Which yeah, that's I, most gun violence. I didn't know that, and I don't think most people know that. Not yeah. that that like discounts. They're almost all white dudes. Well, white I males. get it. I get it, you know. Anyways, um, <laughs> Jeez. no, uh, I don't know. That's that's scary and staggering, and like a whole other issue that no one talks about, I guess. But it's not to downplay the other people killed in um, gun violence. But so if we're we taking away some of those suicide deaths, we still have a huge chunk of people that are killed um, by gun violence, 
And obviously, school shootings are terrible. But thirty to 40,000 people are killed every year in gun violence. Do you want to know how many people die of heart disease? Oh, I, this is where she's going with it. I was wondering. <laughs> how many die of heart disease? 710,000. And, yeah, 710,000 a year. And if you just... I'm not saying to downplay one with the other, but if you think, you look at, you turn on the TV today, it's all about gun control and what are we going to do and what are we going to do? And no one is talking about 710,000. Uh, I'm not going to say they're all preventable, but a lot of preventable deaths from yeah, heart and disease. It, and it goes way beyond just the, the death. Yeah, um, and not to be morbid, but someone gets shot by a gun... Um, they're dead or they're in the hospital. They're not they're not a chronic ill person for 20 plus years on yeah. medication and living this kind of, I don't know, kind of life where you're sick all the time. But heart 710,000 and that's just from heart disease. Yeah. And we, and we should try to prevent death at all levels. We but should. We but I'm just saying, be, put it into perspective. It's funny that it used to be cars are always the go to. Like, yeah. Why are we regulating guns or why are we concerned about health or why are we this or that when more people die in car accidents? But now you can actually use the statistic of heart disease and cancer mm -hmm. that surpassed oh, yeah. car accidents, Yeah, um, which it, it never had until recently. Well, I'm not saying that I'm down like all my kids i've asked them if i should have a gun and they all laughed at me <laughs> and they were like not a chance and i was like yeah probably not i would kill all of them seven times over if i had a gun in my classroom i won't say his name but when that conversation came up because florida raised the age to 21 they also spent pumped a lot of money into the public schools and one of the things was to train teachers mm -hmm. if that school board decides that they want to have Arm teachers, or they want to allow the teachers that do carry to carry into work. Uh, but the teacher is with one teacher at our school. My first period said his name when that conversation came up, and then the second period said his name. Then I was like, Oh, like this is interesting. Yeah, and then by the end of the day, every single one of my classes, as soon as we talked about that news article, said that teacher's name again. Like, well, what if? So and so yeah. had a gun. It was but pretty that's, funny. That's me. I'm gonna former, make fun of him about it when I see him today. I forgot should. to. A former student um, wrote on the Facebook, and then one of our friends like screen capped it and sent it to us. That was like talking about teachers being armed, and she like wrote my name like Miss O. I wouldn't want Miss O to have a gun. And then it was like her comment said like she'd probably kill us and be like, well, you kill animals, so I can kill you. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, it's not like a funny matter, but it is kind of a funny matter in that I would be, I don't think that I would be cool um, having a gun. First uh, of all, I'm pregnant right now, and I honestly, I would kill someone if I had a gun. Well, good. Then you wouldn't no, qualify I'm, probably for not carrying qualify one. at all. It's quite a responsibility. We're it not is. taking a stand either way on it. But as teachers, I think it's funny to, to daydream about a world where... You have a gun in the class? Strapped up on my way out the door. I would, I would like point it at a kid if they were tardy. You'd be like, what are you, you tardy again? That. That's what I tell my students. They're like, what if you'd probably just brandish it if you were mad at somebody? And I'm like, no. Like, I can't do that at the grocery store. Like, I, can, I can't. Yeah. But people can legally carry a gun at the grocery store. But you can't tap on it when somebody's taking too long but to I, check out in front of you. But I would. Well, you'd be arrested. That's why I'm not a good candidate <laughs> for owning a gun. Because I go, I'm 
like I I go for the jugular, you know? Like when I fight, I fight dirty. Yeah, you go right for the atom bomb. Yeah. I just <laughs> it's not a good not a good fit. And I don't want to talk about um gun control if it's good or bad or whatever. I'm just saying that Gun control is awful, and it's taking up a lot of time in our media right now and energy, and I'm not saying it shouldn't. It's a sexy topic. It is. It's just that- Eating vegetables is not. It's just that no one talks about a, this other huge thing that's killing way me- more of our, our population. It has been coming up lately, though. Uh, what's his name? Branson? Is that the, the Virgin Records guy? Yeah. Um, yeah, he invested in some lab meat, right? Yeah, but another article came out the other day. He's been repeatedly saying- 20 years from now, the whole world's vegan. 20 years from now, we are in a meat-free world. He's super smart. And I don't even think he's a vegan. Maybe he is, but I think he just sees he's that whether totally you a vegan. whether you want to be a vegan or not, um, it's the reality moving forward. So. Right. Okay. Good. Well, we're ahead of the trend. Yeah, we're on we're on the um the train. Okay. None of this is our topic today. No. Um, and I have another precursor that kind of goes into our topic. So today's topic is talking about animals in captivity. And how awful, awful that is. And Sorry, Jimmy's, Sam. Jimmy, yeah, Sam is in captivity. <laughs> um, and uh, Jimmy's going to play the devil's advocate, and he's going to try to defend. You can call me Jack. Okay, Jack. Um, so you're like, you're like a zoo-going, dolphin-swimming animal lover that wants to hang out with animals. Yeah, I'm joking. You can call me Jack, but um, I found a really good article in Time Magazine. By Jack Hanna, who oh, runs God. the Columbus Zoo, which is one of the oh, most visited zoos in, we do, but. Ja- no, Jack Hanna's nationwide. He's got like a yeah. TV show. So if you know Jack Hanna, is he, he is the owner of zoo? He runs our zoo. We he's own our zoo. Free- no, he's like, uh, he's like spokesperson? a spokesperson. Okay. He's, a, he's a celebrity that is, I'm, I don't know how. Um, I'm not pro Jack Hanna. I am finding this out. I thought everyone was pro Jack no. Hanna. Look at this guy's smile. He's no. such a sweetheart. Jack Hanna sells Just one thing. Scratching the belly of a little cougar. Okay, Jack Hanna's out to make money for the zoo. He's not out to preserve animals because if he was, he would understand that what he's doing is not helping an animal. But I guess we'll get uh, into that. Call me Jimmy Jack today. Okay. Whatever. Um, before we get into that, though, I was thinking that a lot of um, this came across because I made my class watch The Cove, um, and last year I made them watch Blackfish, which both of these documentaries are about, um, well, The Cove is specifically about this like cove in Taiji, Japan, where they um, capture and slaughter dolphins. It's literally the worst ever. Like, my kids are all like, why did you do this to us? It's so... Um, depressing, but it's something that needs to be shared. And then Blackfish is a documentary about orca whales in captivity and how depressed oh, they are. Oh, I thought that was, what? Thought they were the same movie. No. Um, Blackfish is a totally separate. I've seen Blackfish. I've not seen The Cove. I oh thought I had. Oh, my God. You don't want to watch The Cove. Anyways, um, but I was just saying, you got it, but um, that... These two, a lot of this spurred from these two documentaries. So I would like to ask our beaters out there, um, if you guys, what know, up, beaters? If you know of any um, movies or documentaries that have an animal-themed um, background to them, kid or adult, I would like to compile a list of movies. Uh, more movies than documentaries. I think we all know the documentaries, but movies that are or books that have, like, a strong animal theme background, you know? Like, for example... Free Willy? Okja. Um, 
babe. Mm. So like movies that have a good animal background. And I'd like to come up with like a list of them. And because I think a lot of people learn through um, movies more than they're going to. You feel more emotion than me telling you something. So if I could guide someone who doesn't, um, you know, quite know the whole story about this through a movie instead of me shouting at them, I think I'd probably win some more. You yeah, I mean? and documentaries and podcasts and books aren't for everyone either. No, someone so wants to see some education. Yeah, when you're trying to entertainment. spread this message, I guess. Not everybody is as, I don't know what the word is, but um, intellectual or I don't know. Like to be would more not categorize our podcast as intellectual. No, I'm saying like the books that we read or right. a lot of people that listen to this love documentaries. It's they boring love though. To read books. They love to listen to podcasts. Um, I get it. But a lot of people don't care or won't do any of those things. How, yeah. do, you, how do you sell this to them? So yeah, well, that makes sense. I'm more so thinking about like a younger generation. Like my students... Um, as I'm kind of walking out the door of education, I'm thinking, you know, peace out. How can I, how can I leave some lasting impacts on my students um, without being totally biased? You know, like I don't want to just like stand on my like podium and be like, feel this way, do this. But I would like to say, like, hey, uh, watch this video, come to your own conclusions. Like, you can't watch Okja. And not come to the conclusion like that's really screwed up. To <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that. I haven't so, seen that one either. Um, so anyways, if you have any movies out there that you're like, this movie was great. I feel like I learned a lot and it also had some strong animal themes behind it. Um, you know, please email us. Lisa Beach Meet like at Like Night at Gmail. the Museum? No. Sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> please email us and let us know if it's a kid movie or an adult movie or a book um, or anything like that. You know, I think it would be really beneficial for children. You can make a little database. Yeah. I'm always looking for those, to be honest. What's the next book? What's the next podcast? What's the next uh, documentary? Mm-hmm. And I haven't really found a good one yet. So no. maybe we can provide that. Yeah. And I, I just, like I said, again, documentaries are super cool, but sometimes just a good old fashioned movie yeah. gets across. Or to, just uh, listen to us. and we'll... Okay. Well, children can't listen to us. We should. I'm not going to curse throughout this whole one. No, I don't know if I can do that. This is about animal cruelty. All right. Um, let's get into it, Jack. Which one you want to start with? It's Jimmy Jack. I ha- you're not running this. I'm running this. Okay. You don't. Oh, we're not going with your outline of I, Jack Hanna's. Nope. No outline. Responses. Just... Um. So what are we going to talk about first? Real quick, I'm going to talk about how they get their animals. These, um, at least the sea animals, so whales and dolphins, into sea like Sea World or dolphinariums, are they called them? Or aquariums, right? Where do they find these animals? Do they breed them all or do they come from the wild? And I'm going to tell you really quickly that a lot of them come from the wild. And when they are transported to uh, SeaWorld-like places, a lot of them die through transportation. Oh. Yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense. Um, It's super stressful to be pulled out of your natural element, obviously. But the actual transportation um, is deadly. There was a the like a I don't know what you want to call that like a large shipment of them I guess in um oh I gotta get my notes all set up here of dolphins or yeah no there was um like twenty four dolphins were moved and from Argentina I think 
And out of those 24 dolphins that were moved, only five of them made it. Really? Yeah. They A lot of them died. They just put like a wet sponge on the top of them? Yeah. First of all, um, no, out of the 24 dolphins, only five made it. Yeah. Um, they, when they're moving them, they have to like, they're like in a straight jacket, basically. And that is obviously, I mean, like, would you want to be in a straitjacket for an extended period of time? That's super stressful to them. And some of them, a lot of dolphins specifically, just freak out. Like, a lot of their deaths are stress-related. Um, yes, yeah, so they die in transport. Um, so even before they get to SeaWorld or whatnot, a lot of them have died. Um, how do they get them? So you have not seen the cove? No, but I've seen Blackfish okay. and Free Willy. Let me, obviously, Free Willy is an accurate description. Most of my references today will be from Free, Free Willy. Willy. Okay. I was just picturing the truck getting stuck in the woods when you were talking about transporting. Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to paint you a picture of what they do. And specifically, this is just from the Cove in Taiji, Japan. Um, dolphins communicate through sonar. They're all auditory, right? So they can't really see that well, but they can, their sonar is like amazing. Like if I'm swimming in the water, they can see if I'm pregnant because they can see right through me. It's like x-ray vision basically. Man. So it's all auditory because they send out a sound and then what that sound bounces off of is what, you know, they know is there. Um, with these... Fishermen, I don't know if you want to call them fishermen, um, these people who are capturing these dolphins do, is they um, they followed like these migratory patterns that have been happening for thousands of years. Um, they throw down these huge poles onto the ground, and then they bang these poles with hammers. So it makes a loud, terrifying sound. This um scares the dolphins so they all they all try to like flee this sound so they all swim into the cove or into shore because there's nowhere else to go what so once they've kind of like captured them all into close to the shore they throw down some nets so that they can't leave this this area um and then they they go away for the evening so that's like day one so then they come back the next day and um like sea trainers, dolphin trainers. I don't know what you want to call those people either. I've got words of my own to describe them. <laughs> they go into the cove and they pick out the like prize winning dolphins that they want to sell for um, the dolphinariums. And some of these dolphins, they can, you know, get them as much as like $150,000 if it's like a, like a good flipper, as they say. Flipper was a bottle nose dolphin. Yeah. So it's like, um, that's what they're looking for is that like pretty dolphin. And um, so they'll go through and they like they have their pick of, you know, hundreds of dolphins. And then they take those dolphins um, out, transport them to the dolphinariums or the sea worlds. And now there's a crap ton of other dolphins in the cove, hundreds of them, if not thousands. And do you know what they do to them? No. They take spears and they just they like stab them. Um, and then they, they take all their, their dolphin bodies. Why don't they just let them go back into the Because the you ocean. can, because they're meat. So like a. Oh, no. is that allowed? Okay. Yes and no. So in Japan, um, God, you got to watch the cove. It's very interesting. But in Japan, they, um, in Taiji, they would sell this dolphin meat and 
a do- like a huge dolphin can get like $600 worth of uh, meat from one dolphin. So there is money to be made in this dolphin meat. And they sell it. And apparently like a lot of um, types of whales are sold um, in grocery stores in Japan hmm. that are allowed. But some that people... we wouldn't allow? Probably not. I don't think we eat any type of whale. No. But but they're misprinting um, it, and they're saying that it's some type of meat when it's actually dolphin. And um, so one of the controversies was that these fishermen were like, you know, people were like, stop this. It's, it's terrible. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, it's our culture. This is our tradition. We've been doing this. And then they went into Japan and other parts of, the, of Japan, and they were like, so you eat dolphin? And they were like, no, that's disgusting. Why would we eat dolphin? That's horrifying. So this argument that these J- Japanese fishermen are saying that this is, this is their culture is a lie, obviously, because the rest of Japan is not eating dolphin knowingly. Yeah, they don't think like that. No. So furthermore, and I'm just going to tell you the whole promise of the cove, but um, mercury is found in dolphins. And every time... Mercury is found in the ocean through pollution. There's mercury in our oceans. And so, like, say, like, a little amoeba eats or ingests somehow gets mercury in their body. And then, like, a shrimp eats that amoeba or something. And then, like, another tiny little fish eats that shrimp. You know, like, the whole food chain. And then a bigger fish and then a bigger fish and then a dolphin. Every transaction that that mercury was eaten, the mercury gets magnified or intensified. It doesn't dilute with every you know transaction yeah you think it'd be the opposite oh, so it'd it be gets, less and less it gets um more and more potent so when it reaches dolphins dolphins are riddled with mercury they hmm. are highly toxic so um the meat of a dolphin and it's disgusting to think that people eat dolphin meat but the meat of a dolphin is very 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 unhealthy and that um this happened in it starts with an m it's like it's not like Morimoto, but it's like minutia. I don't know. Some M word in Japan. Um, they mer- You should look it up. Mercury poisoning is called like Minamota um, disease, but it's not a disease because it's an acquired thing that you get. It's a toxicity. You know, you, yeah. you got it. It's not a disease. Um, but it is horrifying for pregnant ladies because... If you have mercury when you're pregnant, your child comes out with really debilitating diseases or um, abnormalities. You know, there's a speech by a guy that was like, there's eyes that don't see. There's hands that don't feel. There's, you know, mouths that don't eat. Like they just these babies were being born with really debilitating stuff. And it was all because of the ingesting of mercury, specifically dolphin meat. So furthermore... (laughs) <laughs> um, Taiji slaughtered dolphin meat was being sold at a fraction of a cost to children's school school lunches. And school lunches in Japan are compulsory, so you have to eat it all. Hey. So these two councilmen came out and they were like, this isn't cool. I don't want my kid eating this. It's going to cause... Awful, awful things. I mean, mercury causes a host of issues. It's not a good thing to ingest. And um, actually, at the end of the video, they were like, this is no longer being sold to um, to the school lunch programs. So that was the cove. Yeah, <laughs> I'm nutshell. just looking on here at uh, like tuna fish. And 
They catch a lot of dolphin and yeah. tuna fish, and now a lot of tuna That's fish are labeled dolphin, dolphen free. free but That's what I thought. The only dolphins that were being sold. Uh, that's the only time I heard of people eating a dolphin. It was accidental. Right, it was accidental. But it turns out in Japan um, that people are actually eating dolphin. And, like, I really went overkill into the cove, but it's just a, it's a really, really good video. It's a little older, but it's, um, I don't know. You should watch it. It's terrifying. Huh. Yeah. Well, I don't think about. I mean, you always think about SeaWorld, but I forget that there's aquariums in like every major city across this country. There's and aquariums. Usually, dolphin is the. That's the go getter. The show, yeah, because it's not. It's obviously more manageable than a, an orca. Right. Um. So these. That's that's in a nutshell how these animals are gotten. They're taken from the wild. Um, and then the leftover ones are slaughtered. But then, do they breed those ones? I think breeding. Um, and I'm not going to go into detail because I don't know a ton about this, but I think breeding sea creatures is difficult in captivity. I don't think it's the most easiest thing to do. And so going to the wild and getting them is probably um, more more manageable. You know, you got to think of it from like a business standpoint, standpoint that they're going to do whatever's the easiest, most cost effective thing to do. And if it it seems like it would be easier to breed in captivity. And if they're not doing that, why not? You know. Yeah, once you have a few of them. Yeah. So that's how they get these animals. It's awful. It's terrible. I literally tried to hold back tears when I'm showing the cove. Like every time <laughs> I show it, and I've watched it like like 10 different times because it's like, you know, you should show the same video over and over. And like every time I start like busying myself when it comes to the part where they're actually showing the killing of the dolphins. Like I have to be like taking attendance or something because I'm like, I can't watch this. It's like too emotional for me. It's sad. All right. Um, you don't have a rebuttal for that, Jack? Uh, did Jack, for... Jack, did you know that they slaughter and eat dolphins? Uh, no. But no, you didn't know that, did you? I'd have to check your sources on that. You check Just my kidding. sources. I haven't seen the cove. Um, but Look it up. Anyways, moving on. That was win one for me. Um, let's talk about now these sea creatures specifically in captivity and some of the diseases that they get in captivity. These abnormal illnesses and diseases they would not get outside of captivity. Number one would be broken teeth. What's that, Jack? Why would these animals, these um, dolphins and whales, they're called crust- crustaceans? Are what? they? No. no. They are. <laughs> That's like they're shrimp. Called- no, no, no. They are like, it's not crustaceans. Sensations? I don't know. They call them. There's like a a word. Sensations? I don't know. I'm not using my phone, but um, there's a word that describes like all sea animal like life like this. Hmm. Anyways, why do they have broken teeth? Um, and it's not just from uh, their diets. So these whales. <laughs> Sorry. What, what is it? I googled uh, defense of dolphin, and then I wasn't sure what to put. Uh huh. And I just found a bunch of good websites about why the Miami Dolphins defense isn't so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Not as bad as people think. That's the only argument that you're going to (laughs) get. Anyways, um, broken teeth. So a lot of uh, whales that are in captivity have broken teeth uh, for biting down on the gates in between. On the trainers? Just no. kidding, sorry. Yeah, they do, though. That's, I know. Saw that. Um, anyways, biting down on the, the gates that separate um, ba- their cages. Uh, they're they're gnawing on anything. They're getting broken. Um, they get, like, 
like holes in their teeth because they're like stressed. It's kind of like grinding their teeth or like a dog, like baring their teeth and grinding their teeth. So you wouldn't think that this is a big deal, but it actually is. Um, so like we have to brush our teeth all the time. Did you ever hear that? Like if you don't brush your teeth, you get like gum disease and you get like cancer easier. Yeah. That's how the, the dentist scared me into flossing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you don't floss that much. You know what? You might die. <laughs> no, it's true though. Um, so getting, biting their teeth down, they get little tiny cracks in their teeth and these cracks lead to infections. And what they do to overcome these infections are um, people will drill a hole in these whale's teeth without anesthesia or anything, which How is... How do they do that? I don't know. They just like hold them Swim down. past and... <laughs> no. They hold them. They, I'm sure they have like straps and like they're held down. I guess, yeah. Like pull them into a yeah. straight jacket thing. Yeah. Um, but they can get these... They drill into their holes and then they... Um, where's my notes? They give them anesthetic. No, that's what they don't give them. See, I don't like uh, being the one in charge of this. I don't, <laughs> I don't know like where my stuff is. Um, anyways, they drill holes in them, but some of these infections are, um, they're too, too much for them to, um, handle and they, they can die from these infections this because the, their teeth. Just because the they're grinding their teeth. The killer whales or the dolphins? I guess killer the dolphins. whales and dolphins. Dolphins are probably more disposable. Killer whales are gigantic. Really hard to get and worth a, a ton of money. A crap ton of money for yeah. being. So this is obviously. Yeah, I would assume that they're very, very careful with the orcas. But a dolphin, I could see them just being like. They didn't care. Well, let's go get another one. That's. Nice and the training. There's a lot of training that goes okay. into it. Well, number two. So besides having broken teeth, um, a lot of these whales have kidney disease. So poor mental or poor mental poor dental health. Um, this is what I was trying to get to. Can lead to kidney disease. Oh yeah. Um, there was a dolphin orky number two who's actually <laughs> featured. It's probably not how you pronounce it. Um, featured in Blackfish. Wasted away in captivity, she lost 4,000 pounds in just a few months because Jeez. of a chronic kidney disease. Um, they were only six, this was only six years old. Um, 4,000 pounds in a couple months. That's some serious weight loss for yeah. a whale. Orky too. <laughs> I don't think that's probably how you did it. What was the mean one called? Uh, Ta- Takasi or something? To to kill him, to cool him, to, um... I don't know. I haven't seen this in a while. No, ah, okay. Well, most of my... So... Yeah, what's sea, your argument? SeaWorld does have a whole... Like rebuttal? ...page about why blackfish is propaganda and it's what's not it true. What's propaganda for? Tilikum, is that it? Yeah, Tilikum? that's it. That's the thing, and you've, you've brought this up in terms of um, vegan doctors mm-hmm. on, like, what the health. Um, it's not like... The, What's their the end dairy game? industry? Yeah, they're not trying to profit off it. Besides, no. maybe selling a book. We obviously we don't make any money no. off this. Um, make any everyone's money. spreading this message, and Blackfish maybe made a few bucks, but obviously they didn't say, "I have a great business idea. No. How we could all get rich? We'll make this <laughs> documentary lying about SeaWorld. Yeah, make everyone hate it, and then we'll make tons of money." I I mean, no. Yeah, what is the the motivation for it being propaganda. Right. But it just says it's, you know, ill. It's it's poor journalism, they called it, and okay, terrible SeaWorld. research. And Shut up, SeaWorld. A lot of this is a lie. And 
I don't, but it's fine. Do you know what? Do how Shamu? You heard of Shamu? Who hasn't? Yeah. Do you know how Shamu died? Um, he was kidney disease. Oh, really? Yep. Died oh. of kidney disease. Was he a Sea World whale? Yeah. Shamu was like Shamu was Sea World. Yeah. You know. I feel like I've seen Shamu. That's. I think they had like twelve Shamus. <laughs> okay. You know. They just kept calling them Shamu. Well, Tilcom has taken out a few people. Five. Five? Five people. Um, but I think that it was like not all of them were like documented as him. Like His there was fault. like like the um the, the he killed like a lady during a um a show. A show, yeah. And so they were like they obviously can't deny that one because it happened in front of people. Yeah. But there was a couple there was one death that like I think it was somebody who was like drunk or high, like fell into the. Um, I've seen that. Fell into like the tank. They like snuck and, into like, the. His like arm was ripped off, his leg was ripped off, and they were like, "Oh crap!" Like, but like, what did you th- expect? It's a, it's a huge. Don't don't go in there. <laughs> you know, like this isn't, and that's I guess I'm gonna jump or hint at the whole point of this. But like, these are not animals for us to hang out with. You know, called killer whales. Well, I mean, and that was like kind of like a negative term, but we're not supposed to be swimming with orcas or swimming with dolphins. Leave them be. You know, if a dolphin wants to come and hang out with you in the sea, okay, but don't jump into a uh, orca's uh, stupid bathtub that they have to live in because they're taken from their home. Have you ever seen a? Probably not. Oh, I never uh, went to SeaWorld because my mom had some sense about her. Or like an aquarium where they make the dolphins do stuff. I We'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Sorry. But like the I'm thought. I'm getting nervous over on the side of the table. The look thought. Look in Lisa's eyes right now. That because an animal or a dolphin specifically is doing a trick for you is some sort of illusion that they're having fun or enjoying themselves you're a moron. Well, those animals are easy forced. Now. You're a moron. Well, now I know that, but at the time, okay, you're an ignorant moron. I was an educated adult. You were ignorant. Sitting at SeaWorld, and I was like, "Wow, I hope no. I get splashed." That's disgusting. Anyways, moving on. I didn't think about it. I didn't know you didn't they do look were... really happy, but you don't know what goes on behind the scenes. That's because they're trained to do those. These animals are not happy. They're dying of stress-related diseases. They're being fed Maalox and Tums because they're getting ulcers. They're dying of the sounds. They're living in... They went from living in the ocean to living in a bathtub. How can you tell me that these animals are... Oh, it's so cool. They flipped out of the ocean. They look like they're having so much fun. No! Like, you go do some tricks. Go do a trick every day for the rest of your life instead of having free will. I agree with you. I just, at the time, wasn't thinking about them. You wouldn't think. Gotta think. I was like, this ticket was expensive. These things better do something cool. I'm done with you. All right, some other issues. Yeah, I want to speed up through this because I want to talk about why they're not supposed to be in captivity in the first place. Um, Pneumonia is a big um, issue. This may be fatal to captive orcas due to chronic stress. So um, just like us, a sea animal might catch some sort of illness out in the wild, but their immune system is running at, you know, high capacity. So they get to overcome these diseases or this, you know, uh, pneumonia or the cold or something. But in captivity, their immune systems are so low that oftentimes pneumonia can be deadly because they can't, their body's not doing what it's supposed to do to overcome it. Yeah. I mean, they're living in a 
in bathtub. a bathtub. In a bathtub. All right. Infections. Um, <laughs> this is funny. This one talks about on the website SeaWorld Cares, which uh, the entertainment part created to defend massive backlash um, like to uh, Blackfish. They talked about how this infection, like Candida, uh, is pervasive in the in the wild, and this this veterinarian came back and was like, "No, it's not common in the wild. This is an infection that's only common in captivity." So infections, um, it's a fungal infection that yeah, just causes like our, lesions, just like our farm animals, I guess. Right. So w- just like our farm animals, SeaWorld regularly administers um, antibiotics to whales. Which um, can then lead to drug resistance. So, um, yeah, who would have thought? Antibiotics. Who came up with antibiotics? I have no idea. No, it's like a famous person. We should know that. That's so, that's, I feel guilty I don't know this. Well, I'm a history teacher. Are you looking it up? Sort of, yeah. Antibiotics revolutionized medicine in the 20th century. I bet I know this name. Sir Alexander Fleming. Fleming! Yeah, I do know that. Yeah, we knew Fleming. Okay. <laughs> um, did you know that some of these animals get the West Nile virus? Isn't that weird? Like the whales? The whales. So uh, mosquitoes will transfer West Nile virus, and it comes from stagnant water. So a lot oh, of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of times... Um, these animals, these, what do I call them? Just, I'm going to call them whales. Um, they are sitting in stagnant water and they'll just like float at the top of the tank because they're just depressed and they're like, whoa, my life sucks. And, um, they'll get stung by some mosquitoes and they'll get the West Nile virus, which is, um, I don't know. It's not good for them. It's, you know, uh, 1990, the 25 year old male orca, can Duke, Can Duke died at SeaWorld while contracting West Nile virus from a mosquito. Man, I didn't think about that. That a little mosquito could be could kill an orca whale. It kills everything. They yeah. kill more things than or more people than any other animal. Yeah, definitely. But I just forgot that. Yeah, they do like standing water. Right, <laughs> that's and that's what all, all SeaWorld these... is. Yeah. So those are my five reasons. I why... found that term. What? The crustaceans or whatever I call it. Yeah, them? is there going to be a commercial Cestation. for Cestation. Yeah, I just don't know how to pronounce it. What is it? It's C-E-T-A-C-E-A-N. It's cetacean. Cetacean. Yeah, not a crustacean. A cetacean. <laughs> Never heard of that before. Cetacean. Oh, that's another thing in the cove. There's a worldwide like panel to protect them or something, and they don't protect dolphins because they're on the whole list of cetaceans. They're like too small. Hmm. Well, something. yeah, I mean, there's bigger fish to fry. Sorry. Oh <laughs> I didn't mean that. Um, anyways, let's talk about swimming with dolphins. Swimming with dolphins. That's, I don't know I guess. where my, I'm just going to get go into off. zoos. But um, no, when they talk time. about blackfish, though, they say that, like, that. Yeah, you haven't really put up a good argument. Anti captivity narrative and its false theories surrounding. Um, some of these deaths. They're saying that this killer whale, first off, I guess that movie starts with, with them capturing a killer whale, mm-hmm. but that's footage from 40 years ago. And it's funny that they say, like, we don't use those tactics anymore. Okay. Um, so they. But do they still take animals from the wild? I don't. You just do it, like, real nicely? Yeah, I don't know how they re- remove a, you know, a killer whale from its family, but. Um, 
they're trying to defend the fact that, you know, this one particular orca has killed so many people. Right. They said that there's hot, tons of training and there's been all this litigation and, and that all these people that, you know. Jack, to be honest. That's not, okay. The, like the whole, the theme of the, the documentary is a, a lot about this this orca whale that killed five people or whatnot. But there's some deeper issues there that these animals should not be in captivity and that the the killing of those people is an example of the behavior that an orca whale should not have to um, do. You know, like a, an animal should not be taken out of their home and put somewhere where they're so pissed that they're going to lash out like that. You yeah. know, like that's the overarching thing is that these animals don't belong here and that it's sad that they did this, but we kind of created this. Do you get what I'm saying, Jack? I feel you. Does that make sense you. to you? Yeah, it's just, it's just not as bad as you made it look. It's No, it's as bad. So swimming with dolphins, I know it's like a lot of people's dreams out there. It's to, like a Caribbean thing, right? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just wherever dolphins are. I don't know. I've swam with dolphins. Shut the freaking up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Accidentally, I was swimming in the ocean and a dolphin swam by me. That's different. Yeah. That's not. <laughs> I didn't pay for it. Okay. At the Outer Banks, they're. Yeah. Certain times of year, um, they're there all the time. That's it's totally really different. That's um, that's a dolphin, like, without going so much into, like, the mental, like, uh, I don't know, awareness of the dolphin. The dolphin decided to come and it was curious about what this human's doing in its habitat. It wasn't forced into being next to this human. So swimming with dolphins is not cool. Um, it's like a butterfly, you know? Like if you touch the butterfly's wings too much, it loses the powder on it and it can't fly anymore. Don't touch dolphins. Don't force <laughs> them to swim with you. You're not going to let it fly or swim anymore. First of all, they're stressed out with a human being in uh, next to them. A lot of times they're sedated to to be docile. So, oh, so they're like drugged up. Yeah, a lot of times they're drugged up so that they um, they're not going to like aggressively act out. Um, our fingernails, our jewelry can damage their skin. You know, like they're not the same as us. Their skin is is not you know human skin. Like it's not meant to be petted. Okay. So when you are swimming with that dolphin and it seems like, oh, it's like it's playing around with me. Like it's that's just a lie. And you're lying to yourself. If you if you love dolphins so much, leave them alone. OK, like leave it alone. It's not there for you to play with. It's just if you should take some some takeaway thoughts here is that if you truly, truly care about dolphins, you're not supposed to hang out with them in a forced situation. Yeah, especially swimming with dolphins where they're a product. Um, but what about, I mean, if no. you think about, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, like a police dog. I mean, dogs are different. I guess we've talked about that. They're not really taken out of their natural habitat to be cop dogs. But what about military dolphins? We have a lot of dolphins that are trained for the military. Okay. There, you can. <laughs> no, it, this Sorry. is. That's like a valid question. We have Navy dolphins. You can answer every question with this underlying thought. Is the animal used to a person's benefit? And when it is, it's exploitation and it's not okay. Yeah, when it's for profit. Or the military or the Navy or... Well, the military, like, they find mines. um, They save Navy SEALs. Okay, okay, whatever. 
There's a. They can use something else. They can instead detect of, enemy swimmers. Okay. They can do. They can use something else besides a dolphin. Well, we have seventy-five trained dolphins in our navy. That's. But that's like, if they are, if there is been money deposited into this animal to some sort of profit or exploitation or making, um, you know, getting something from this animal, the animal is not, that's not cool. No <laughs> one should like be used. Machine guns in each flipper. Oh right. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just, there's like a really fancy quote about this. It's just that animals from dolphins to whales to um, cows and chickens and pigs and all this you know, whatever animal, they're not here for us to use. I don't care what your Bible, your Quran, your Torah, whatever says. Animals are not here for our consumption. Um, they're here just like we're here. They're just here on earth to be here. Okay. Like, what's the purpose of our life? It's not like we don't know. We can't put a finger on it. What's the purpose of my dog's life? It's not just to like make me happy. What's the purpose of that dolphin's life? It's just to be here. It's not to be used by somebody else. Well, we're not here to be used. We're not. But Jimmy Jack feels like in modern society with such rapid growing population, um, the actual natural habitat of a lot of these animals is shrinking because of humans because of humans yeah but we can't stop expanding civilization um so zoos and aquariums provide kind of a safeguard where thing kind of all it? comes together Here, just... did you pause it or no it's okay. unpaused okay so it's a place to study the animals so they can be understood better and help the ones that are being squeezed together um, to smaller and smaller spaces. So our natural yeah. parks, I mean, the ocean's okay. a little different. We're a little yeah, different when we're talking I about it. I get an argument for that, Jack. Mm-hmm. So they, the International Whaling Committee that I was talking about before has a clause in it that says that you're not allowed to kill whales, but you are allowed to kill a whale for scientific purposes, which you're just talking about. We can study them, figure out other stuff. Um, so in Japan, there were the fishermen would kill these like blue whales, which do you know what a blue whale is? It's like a ginormous whale. Um, I don't like that word. A blue ginormous. Yeah. Why? It's not real. Anyways, <laughs> um, but they would have uh, these huge signs where they would be like, "This is for research." But they would kill like ten of them, have them on these massive boats, and be like, "This is for research." You know, dang well it's not for research. You know. Yeah, as long as you can sell it for that. You give someone an inch, they're going to take a mile. Do you think SeaWorld, um, the good they do, admit they do some good. What? No. No. Um, SeaWorld does nothing good. Okay. Well, I'll give you an example. But I'm just, my question is, though, are they doing these things because they need to protect their image? Or do they really think that they're a company trying to help animals? And they're using the profit from... The entertainment of these animals to help other animals. No, they would probably argue that. Um, but so twenty-five. World's a business. According to Jimmy Jack, I'm not going to slander Jack Hanna, but actually, no, this is his quote. Um, this spring, I witnessed SeaWorld's rescue teams in full swing. More than 25,000 animals owe their lives to SeaWorld animal rescue teams. Just this year, they saved more than 500 sea lions on the West Coast, um, and the team has worked around the clock to rehabilitate these animals. 
And um, in San Diego, they closed its sea lion and otter show so that the staff could dedicate more time to nursing um, the pups back to health. Hold on a second. They closed their sea lion <laughs> and lion show, sea lion show, to go help wild sea lions. But then they're going back to having a sea lion show just like a day or two later. I don't know. But yeah, do you probably. get how that's a little ironic? Yeah. Um, well, the other justification here, and this is the last defense I have of this. You have no defense. I've just been crushing it with the defense. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be an animal lawyer. Um, and I get this one a little bit. And don't get me wrong, I hate zoos. Um, not you because you hate zoos because you don't like going and like waiting in lines and it's always yeah. Hot. I don't like standing in the heat and like oh cool, there's a. Well, I can can tell um, you we never have to go to one. Good, but. Uh, morally, I don't really like them either. I mean, the animals don't look that happy. But oh, I have a whole spiel about that. We could talk. It's too much. It's for another show. But regular animals in captivity exude all kinds of terrible behaviors. Do you think that lion or that tiger is meant to pace up and down? Like you can see their tracks in their uh, their enclosure. That's not natural. Animals don't pace <laughs> back and forth naturally. I saw a thing on Instagram, and the guy was like leaning up against a gorilla glass, mm-hmm. and he had like Tinder out, and the gorilla was telling him which way to swipe. <laughs> found pictures but anyways um the the biggest offense which makes a little bit of sense to me but i guess you could get this in the wild or animal sanctuaries is that a lot of people like jack Hanna and people that work at the zoo or people that dedicate their lives to these animals in the zoos a lot of them became obsessed with animals and maybe even became vegans um because as a little kid they were shown animals in captivity and they, they, they fell in love with animals and grew up to respect them and not want to eat them because they got to see these animals and kind of put... But, I mean, that's... Go not, watch nature. That's not a good example because, yeah, exactly. You could that's, go to a sanctuary. You could... I mean, you're not, not. you can't really go in the woods, though, and watch, like, a giraffe eat leaves. Um, you can't go watch a polar bear wrestle you shouldn't, we in shouldn't the be, ice. We should not be seeing polar bears. My in eyes, Columbus, Ohio. my eyes should not see a polar bear. That's like not a bizarre concept to me, and I don't understand why people don't get that. Like, but these like, are abnormal exploiting animals. Exploiting a couple of them help save the masses. No. <laughs> exploiting those few in the Columbus Museum or the Columbus Zoo that we go see that just spews some sort of um, obsession with them. Where now we need polar bear cubs, and now we want to. We want a bigger um, enclosure for them so we can get more polar bears. It doesn't stop with I saw one animal and I'm cool with it. And now I want to help the other ones in the wild. Yeah. No, and then they go into the cafeteria and eat cows for lunch. Like, no. This I, is an ignorant culture that people have no idea about. Yeah, I guess that's at the same place, too. They yes. serve meat. I didn't know this, but. Not a vegan zoo. Zoos and aquariums are the largest recreational activity in the United States. Yeah. I did not know. I would have guessed like movies. People freaking love them. 175 million people visit zoos and aquariums. Um, I don't like, and this is a whole other topic too. I don't like that our Columbus Zoo, which is one of the best zoos apparently in the country. It is. It's like um, world renowned. It's partially funded by us. Yeah. Um, That's some other BS. Yeah. The the tax dollar um, locally helps keep this afloat but that's a that's a that's a whole different thing yeah um but that's that's all i have for defending zoos i just don't like them because it's hot there and yes. they're expensive you have to pay like eight bucks to park and just, walk like 40 miles to get inside it does and it's like super expensive for 
like what it's worth and I just it's not some and then you have to like you gotta buy like a gift you have to buy like a stuffed animal like on your way out for your kid who's bratty and you have to it's just like the the whole spiel I just don't like it but if you love animals leave them alone like that's just it should be in the back of your head like don't be going to some roadside zoo like you can't think that that's a great place for animals to hang out they're not here for us to um to consume or to look at or to watch like just where does that animal animal belong? And it doesn't belong in a cage. It doesn't belong for us to stare at. It doesn't lo- belong to be fed by like a bucket. You think a tiger wants to be fed out of a bucket? Yeah, but there's probably a lot of people out there that dedicated their lives to animals in zoos that work in zoos or right. research centers. No. That, Rick O'Berry. Rick that O'Berry. love animals, though. They're Rick, not sh- ex- there for profit or exploitation. They, they're they helping but they research and study. They don't know. They don't know what they're doing is wrong. Rick O'Berry, um, he's like the main guy in the cove. He was the head trainer of Flipper. And Flipper, like before Flipper came around, people didn't, they weren't like obsessed with as Loved dolphins. that show when I was little. Right. So he's the head trainer. And he helped make Flipper what it is. And he, you know, he would get Flipper to do all the fun tricks and whatnot in the show. So he's one of those people that you're talking about. He loved the animals. He wanted to help the animals. He was, he spent his life training these dolphins. Now Rick O'Berry is in Taiji, Japan, trying to stop the slaughter of these dolphins. And he has an immense amount of guilt. He got public opinion for dolphins. He got people to love dolphins. He got people to be obsessed with dolphins. They wanted more. They didn't want to just see Flipper. They wanted to see a live dolphin. They want to swim with dolphins. They want to hang out with dolphins. They want them everywhere they go. He like pushed and propelled that do- that love of dolphin movement. And now he feels this tremendous amount of guilt. And that's why he's dedicated his life into stopping that. Because he built it up. So these trainers or these people who live in or that work in the zoos, I'm sure they think these animals are cute and cool and it's, you know, they're dedicated to them. But if they really stopped and thought about, am I helping or hurting these animals? You're not helping. And I'm not saying like everyone just flee the zoo and, you know, leave these animals be. But perpetuating this culture of zoos where we go and we we look at these animals in cages and, oh, they're they're treated well. And I've got this trainer that's that's um, treating its infectious diseases that it got because it's in captivity. <laughs> like, I'm sure, yeah, that trainer's trying to help the, the infection, but it shouldn't have the infection in the first place because it shouldn't be in this cage in the first place. And we need to stop it. We need to stop supporting zoos, stop supporting SeaWorld, stop supporting roadside zoos, leave animals be. Woof. You ever seen the elephant give itself its own shower at the zoo? <laughs> <laughs> no, I. I'm that, watch no, it that's on, a that's a good a good response to that. And I'm gonna go watch. I didn't it on, think of it like that. That you're perpetuating more zoos and more captivity and more collection no, of animals by making them an entertaining thing. We're not a culture of satisfied after one serving. <laughs> that's a good point. All right, okay. Zoos suck. You win. Yeah. Yeah, and what if they just let all the animals out? Just free for all. (laughs) I just think we need to stop um, more, you know? Like, there are certain... We're probably not taking that many out of captivity anymore, are we? Is it... Are zoos, like, generating into a place where 
these are second generation zoo animals or does yeah, that not happen? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they breed. There's some animals that they breed in captivity. And there's a lot of species that um, if we didn't have them in captivity, we wouldn't necessarily have so many of them in the wild anymore. Because, But that's, again, that's a human disruption of their environment. Like, it's not to say that, oh, thank God we have zoos because we don't have any of these animals in the wild anymore. But that's because humans also screwed that up you yeah know? so we're saving a problem that we caused yeah. i'm really happy the bald eagles are cool now yeah that's nice i don't know <laughs> zoos it's it, there's not really like a simple solution of what you do with all the animals but i'm just saying supporting a zoo isn't really supporting an animal that's, i feel you that's my that's my takeaway supporting maybe a animal sanctuary i guess i don't know saying where could kids see animals on the um, TV. On the TV. <laughs> Is it cool to go into their habitat? No, there's some places like a drone and get like, cool images of them. There's a um, there's a farm sanctuary 45 miles away from here that uh, my family's been like integral with. It's called oh god, what is it called? Sunrise, Sunrise sanctuary. sanctuary. And um. It's it's a place where it's all farm animals, so you're not going to see like a rhino there, but they're all animals that have been like desolate and left for dead. And there's cows and donkeys and horses and chickens and goats and all these fun things. And they're all um, they're all you can go see and hang out with them. And that like that's totally cool. Yeah, because they've been saved from but, a bad. Right. But also all of those animals are quote unquote kind of like a natural in this climate you know you also have to th- it's like the same it goes we're getting we gotta go but like it's the same argument of like food you know like i shouldn't be i live in the midwest i should be eating midwest foods i shouldn't be eating some sort of like avocado poisonous no some sort of like <laughs> poisonous um uh, fish or eel that's from japan or whatnot i sh- also shouldn't be seeing a rhino in Columbus, Ohio. Like, that's not where that rhino lives. That's not where I should be eating. That's not what I should be seeing. Does that make sense, you know? Like, yeah. we need to be thinking locally. Like, a like a horse lives next to me. Cool. That horse, like, it's a it's a normal thing. But, like, a, a cheetah shouldn't... I shouldn't see a cheetah. I just... Sh- there's some, some animals that my paths shouldn't cross. Yeah, and if you do want to help them and protect them, that can be done in their habitat. Yeah. You don't have to take them to the midwest no to help a polar bear no so end of the story uh don't swim with dolphins i judge you if you do oh man i extremely judge you um and i got no i got like so a lot of the stuff i say like i feel like i like take back when i like see somebody like i don't take it back but i like soften it up a bit that's one stance like i don't i'm not softening up on unless they come voluntarily swim with you if, like they, if a instance. dolphin comes to swim with you while you are in the ocean you are lucky and you should feel very very privileged i didn't touch dolphin. it i was horrified that that's, something that weighed more than me was swimming and that's <laughs> within 10 feet of me and that's how it should be you should have some reverence and respect for these animals you know, you should get on the back and be like, let me ride you. Like, <laughs> what kind of BS is that? Uh, Anyways, no swimming with dolphins. Think before you go to a zoo. And for the love of God, do not ever go to a dolphinarium or anything that reminds you of that. Or SeaWorld. End of story. All right. I think I won this one, Jack. You did. I'm forever I set it up changed. Like that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do a good job. I just didn't know. I mean, Jack Hanna's a nice dude. He's out to make money, man. He's good at it. 
Yeah, wow. he is. He's super wealthy. Maybe we'll have him on our show. You're right. <laughs> well, that was 42. Um, we'll be back sooner than later. Yeah, sorry about our delay. But subscribe and email me with any sort of animal-themed movie you can think of. Childlike or adult. Amen. All right. Or book. Books. We like to read books. See you at 43. All right. See ya. There's a place where you can.